You have reached Antioch Speak. <laughs> Live reporting from my, my dining room. <laughs> yeah. So you have a covenant that God makes with King David that there would be a king that would reign on his throne forever. Somewhere along the line, people have taken women, honor men, and, you know, obeying men and has twisted it to such a distorted thing that women don't have as much value. In um, she said she, was, she wasn't having a, a panic attack over something bad that happened. She was freaking out because, like, God spoke to her. And um, the Lord told her, I had a vision of me standing before a crowd and preaching the gospel to a bunch of people and people getting saved. Success, like thinking that success will fulfill the emptiness in you and success will make you feel worthy and it will give you worth and in, in a sense like I believe God wants us to be successful but success doesn't mean money, it doesn't mean women or men or designer bags or billion dollar homes or you know a bunch of zeros in your bank account because people can say oh I serve a church but they can serve it without having their heart in it they can serve it for the image of serving a church there's a difference between I've learned over between watching my parents serve watching other people serve and just serving in different churches and in different environments that it's a lot to do with the heart of the person and how they come off and how they serve. AntiochSpeaks.com. Check in. Every day, new podcast coming. Can't wait to see you there. All right, Antioch Speaks is back. I said what I said, season two, and I have two new guests tonight that have never joined Antioch Speaks before, but now they're part of the team. I do expect after uh, working with Kyle on some other ministry things that I will uh, have him joining me on podcasts more often. And I'm believing in Jamie for a huge podcast this year in 2023, all about the chosen. Oh my <laughs> Go ahead and say hi, guys. Hey, everybody. Hi. Um, exciting news, and I keep you know awkwardly bringing this up, but Jamie and Kyle are getting married. Woo! You sure are. Congratulations. Thank you. Woo. I appreciate that. It so was, exciting. This story was a little bit different than um, Boy Meets Girl and, and all of that. You guys have had some some uh, challenges to get there. So congratulations. Super duper testimony. I think it's awesome. Thank you. Just excited for it to be done and be married. Yeah. Just excited to be living in God's will for us, man. Have you guys ever seen, I, I think Kyle and I are closer to age than everybody else, than most other people. How old are you? No, I'm only 23. Oh, okay. So we're, we're just as far as everyone else. But yeah. we sh I think we share common things because we're both from the north. Is that why we kind of get dude. some of the same jokes and some of the Oh, yeah. Definitely, definitely. So for some reason, I remember, and, and this might be my age, but it also might be where we grew up. People would say, you know, what are you going to do after they hit the lottery, they get a new job? What are you going to do? And they would say, I'm going to Disney World. <laughs> do you remember? Do you, do you, do you yeah, know what yeah. I'm talking about? Okay. For so sure. after you guys get married, what are you going to do? Like the first thing? Man, we're going to Bali. Really? No. The, the first thing that we're going to do is um, consolidate our bedrooms back together. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> like, true. <laughs> that's true. Dude, mad respect on 
that challenge. I Man, think it's rough. if you're never intimate and you're waiting on marriage, I don't think it's as hard as if you were and you get convicted yeah. and you stop. Yeah. Um, I know our topic tonight is going to be money. We're going to talk about money, but I do want to take a little off ramp and say, um, I have dealt with this so much in my, you know, I'm me being 44, mm. being in recovery for 16 years, being in the church for four or five years is two people, um, not married. Yeah. They move in and they start living together. Maybe one gets pregnant, you know, whatever. And a child is born and the church starts saying, you guys are living in sin. Yeah. And I think oftentimes both people can be convicted of that. But a lot of times one person is, which you guys are going to face because you guys, I'm going to, is it cool if I talk about you guys just started Financial Peace University? Yeah, yeah. With Dave Ramsey. And the thing about Dave Ramsey is he will say to you guys, if you disagree on spending money, that this isn't a, a hill to die on. You're not going to get divorced because you're you, you get one of you likes to spend and the other doesn't. Right. But right. he's you know he certainly doesn't want you to control her and, and her to, to to beat you up with what he says. That same thing kind of happens sometimes when two people get together and they're not married but they've been sexually active mm. and there's a child involved and then one of them gets convicted at a service or maybe a men's group or a woman's group or one of them just studies the Bible. I mean, really, you can yeah. get convicted just saying, I, I thought this was funny. So we were in Bible school, and the, 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 um, the uh, examiner, I, I don't know what you called him, but at the, he started saying, I believe that the Holy Spirit is more than just it. And he declared the Holy Spirit is God, is is the Godhead, three in one. It's a, you know, the Holy Spirit is a he, and he's a helper. And when he did it, it the Holy Spirit started to break out into the classroom, like, that mm. people start, you know, you just feel something change. And yeah. I think that can happen to you if you're in your prayer closet and you're just worshiping God and you're just yeah. thanking the Lord for all he's good. You know, you could be by yourself while your, uh, uh, your spouse is brushing their teeth and you're in the, yeah. your prayer closet. You can get convicted of this when they're not feeling that same conviction. For sure. And what a challenge. What a challenge to come out and say, you know what? We've been going at it, acting like we're married, and I think we're not. And until you marry me... Or until I marry you, we're not doing this anymore. Yeah. And it, it's almost unfair to the partner. In, in, in a secular world, flesh way, it's like, what, what are you doing this to me? Like, hey. Yeah. Like, it was hard. Like, it was really hard. I remember I initially felt the conviction at church at Five Stones. And I was just, like, sobbing. Because mm. I felt like, like... Jesus loves me so much, and I felt like I was kind of, like, cheating on him. Like, I felt like I was cheating on Jesus. Yeah. And um, we went home, and I was just like, we need to sleep in separate beds. Wow. And Kyle. Wow. Kyle, I was Did you have, a, you have was, a warning? Nothing was yeah, coming? He was so butthurt. I had no warning. We just get home from church that night, and she's like, we need to sleep in separate beds, man. I, I, had, I had a little crocodile tear running down my face. I was butthurt. I was so butthurt, man. But. It came down to it, like, you, once you, I sat down and thought about it, it's like, okay, yeah, I agree. I mean, we're not supposed to. Like, it's we're living oh, in sin. Oh, that's beautiful, man. So and, the conviction transferred oh, over yeah, to you. yeah, for sure, dude. And it was one of them things where, like, you know, I was at a point in my relationship with God where I was like, God, I want to do something with you. You know, I want I want to be able to be used for your kingdom. And it's like, that was one of the last things that we were doing that was living in sin was sleeping together and it's like I knew at that point 
as soon as she felt that conviction and brought that to me, I didn't look at it. I mean, at first, yeah, my flesh was like, man, she don't love me no more. <laughs> but then, then, I, like, then I thought about it. The Holy Spirit chimed in and it was like, no, this is what God wants you to know so that you can truly be used. You know, like if you want to be used in that church, you can't be living in a sin like that. And, you know, you have to like there's a reputation, I guess, a, a, is a word that I can use to you have to hold, withhold some sort of reputation for the church, you know, to be able to actually use you. You know, like the church is withholding an image and I have to be able to withhold that image with them. And uh, it was it was hard and it still is hard. Um, but I like everything you just said, because I feel like when we get saved, grace and love is what we want to tell everyone. Yeah. Um, and it's a lot sim similar to a recovery thing, too. Your first couple of months clean or a year clean, you're like, man, this is great. This is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, life gets better right away. Yeah, I, I told somebody one time, and, I, and you may have heard me say this before, is when you're using dope, it's hard to gain weight. Um, when you're using dope, it's hard to save money. It's almost impossible to save money. Yeah. Uh, when you use dope, there's a physical appearance of you. People notice. You yeah. don't yeah. think they see it, oh, but yeah. they know that you're using dope. Yeah. And um, when you quit, the first 90 days, man, you start gaining weight, you start saving money, people start talking to you that never talked to you before. Yeah. So it feels great. You know, life oh, yeah. hasn't kicked in yet. It's, you know, you're just getting clean, doing normal stuff that normal people do. And, and <laughs> it's, it's kind of the same, right, with getting saved. It's like we're living oh, yeah. in a sin nature, living for ourselves, completely lost, have mm -hmm. no idea why, why do I keep waking up? Is it random? You know, what is going on? And yeah. you have answers to all this overnight. And Christ starts working with you. But what Christ is doing in you when you first get saved, he's been doing in the people who are saved all this time. Mm -hmm. So it's a pink cloud for you mm. until that second year when life starts kicking in and you're like going, Jesus, where are you? You know, where yeah. are you at? Like, where's yeah. that new feeling you gave me? <laughs> Feeling and, um, like Job all of a sudden. Yeah, man. It's, it's like a whole nother thing. And, and when you said what you said um, about the image, you know, just being yeah. Christians, do you have to live this righteous life to get to heaven? I don't believe so. No, absolutely not. But it is the meat, right? He, oh, yeah. In Hebrews, I think it says it, this is the meat, is, yeah. is the righteous living. And I, I, you know, I was reading uh, in the New Testament, Paul writing. And Paul says, stand firm, stay close to God, have faith in God. And it gave me a new picture of faith, right? We all believe faith is for, you know, the, you know, the absence of things hoped for, the substance of something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but really, it's like the belief that you can walk this out. Mm -hmm. You can walk oh, out yeah. a righteous life yeah. if you have faith in God and stay close to him and, and stay in your Bible. Amen. Um, pray without ceasing, all those you know, wonderful cliches we hear. And then if you go back to the Old Testament, when I think I shared this with you with Nehemiah 8, where yeah. uh, Ezra and Nehemiah say, you know, people were mourning because they knew they weren't living righteous lives. Yeah, and they said, yeah. don't mourn. The Lord is able. Celebrate because he will deliver you from yeah. this, this behavior. So yes. it, it all rounds up to the next thing that happens, right? So you get saved. You start. You plug into a church, I would hope. You get your Bible. You start reading it daily, I would hope, or at least, you know, three, four times a week. Right. You get in fellowship with, with people, mm -hmm. um, which, you know, fellowship with Logan was one of the biggest deal. you know, deal makers for me and and i think fellowship is awesome yeah. i think we I yeah think we need fellowship yeah, we is needed need it's yeah. it's definitely like i don't know i mean it's not i can't i can't say it's a requirement but i know for me in my walk with god it's a requirement for me i need to have other people around me that number one can hold me accountable and number two i can just further understand god through different lenses you know it's like 
I can only understand God through my lens so far, but to hear somebody else explain it in a different way, you get to know God in such a deeper way, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, totally. And so when you start plugging in, that's when, if you look at porn, you start feeling it in your soul. You can, if I went to dinner with Logan, and I did, I gave up porn a long time before I met Logan, but when I gave up porn, I was sitting in a service where a man said to me, a man on stage said whoever, and I had a girlfriend at the time, whatever, but he said, if you don't stop looking at porn, take your girlfriend or your wife to dinner, get dressed up nice, take them to a fancy dinner, sit across from them and tell them, you will never be enough for me because you're looking at these images. And that was enough to convict me at the time. Yeah. And, and it, you know, I put it off. So I have these little um, things I do when people think they're not drug addicts, right? And they, you know, you see they have DUIs, they've been arrested, they've lost jobs, their spouses are complaining, their parents have complained, people mm. have cut them off, they're not helping them anymore, but they will not admit that they have a problem. I have this little test where I'm like, just try. Just try not to use from December 16th until January 16th. And most addicts, almost all of them, will not make it. Yeah. They, some of them make it to January 15th. But if they've committed to not do it till 16th, <laughs> they just got to let you know they're yeah. not going to wait till that commitment. It, it's this weird yeah. thing they do. And so I tried that with the porn. I said, you know what? I'll just, if I'm addicted to it, I'll know. I'll just quit from November. I, I forget what it was, but November 11th to, this, to December 11th and see how it goes. Yeah. Within that 30-day period, I changed the way I was treating uh, women that were in my life in my workplace that went yes. to my church in my family oh yeah and i was like dude there's something majorly wrong yeah if this has adjusted my scope and uh -huh. how i talk to you and how i you know what i'm saying oh so, yeah and then of course intimacy it, it catapults your intimacy with whoever you're you're with at the time For um, sure. if you give up but using that as an, an example you get saved, you're hanging out with these people in fellowship, you're reading your Bible, you are going to get convicted if oh, yeah. you look at porn. Oh, you're yeah. going to feel like, and when you go and look at porn, you're gonna feel it. When you're looking, you're gonna be like, man, what if so and so text me? Or, you know, like, have you ever had those weird thoughts? Like, <laughs> like you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. you, you feel the conviction, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's the same thing with. Uh, if you're using dope, a, any mm. kind, really, I think, even if you take diet pills or you're doing something, you, you'll feel this weird, like, oh, gosh, what if, you know, whatever. Yeah. After that conviction, when you just give something up like that, Kyle, like, I really think it's cool. I, I, because a lot of us struggle for a long period of time. Jamie felt the conviction first. And for it to transfer over to you like that, I, I, I think that's awesome, man. Because yeah. I've seen many people say, I'm convicted. They're not. What do I do? Right. Yeah. And honestly, I can't, I can't like say we, you know, like we, we had that conviction and I can't say like, we you know, since that first conviction and like sleeping in separate beds that we haven't slipped up because we, we definitely have. No one's perfect. Yeah. yeah. And exactly. And it's, it's a, one of them things, you know, like we got, we had a kid together before we really came into church and we have to live together. You know, we got three kids together. There's not really a way that we can live apart. So it's like our bedrooms are literally across from each other. We can look at each other through the, through the doors. It's yeah. like, so it's like when you're sitting there looking at one another every single night, you know, like I lay at the foot of my bed and I can just, I can see her all the way across the hall. And it's like, it's, it's hard, man. Yeah. It's like, you know, I'll be sitting there in bed and it's like, man, I really, really want to go over there. It might not even be for any, any sort of sexual reason. Just like, I, you know, I, I miss cuddling, you know, yeah. it's weird to say, but like, I never, I never intimacy. was a cuddler. Yeah. yeah. Just like, man, I miss having her next to me. Cause we, you know, we did that for what was it? Two years, three years almost. 
It's just it's like gonna, I think it's gonna be a game changer after you get married and you're oh, seven yeah. years into it, ten years, fifteen years into it. You're going to remember these nights that you guys abstained, and it's going to be a, a, a oh huge yeah. Game and that that's the number one thing that I'm keeping in my mind, man, is like that. God asks us to do that for a reason. So there's a there's a blessing behind this. You know, it's it's a. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure it says in the Bible, for every sacrifice, there's a blessing. I believe it. And this I is a sacrifice, that, man. man. And, and there's and a blessing that will come. The other blessing you get is other things start to come up. Oh, right? yeah, man. That you I, need to crucify. And yeah. I think you've shared with me, like, anger has popped up. Oh, and yeah. I think with you, you've shared you're battling with the, the vape still or something. I, I don't remember. But as you start to get these things up, money always becomes... Somewhere in here, money's yeah. coming. If you start working on yourself, <clears throat> money is coming. And money is this, uh, I, don't, I don't know what to call it, right? You, people misquote all the time, you know, that money's evil. That, uh, I think when we're, when we're uh, barely making it, we see people sometimes with a lot of money and think, oh, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, so money has come. Now you guys are saying, look, we're not going to stay you know, poor. This is not going to happen. Yeah. You've decided financial peace university is the way to go. Yeah, man. It's for me, you know, to go back to like, you know, that conviction is like, you know, that's, that's really when God um, moved in my life as far as making more money was God convicted me for all the stuff I was doing when Jamie and I first met, you know, watching pornography and I was talking to other women and all this other stuff, and it's like God convicted me for that. And I admitted everything, not just to God, but to Jamie. And that's when he started moving in my life to get us as a, as a, um, as one, well, you know, soon to be one body moving toward for his kingdom, man. And, um, actually starting what, two days from now, um, I'm starting a new job that God literally placed in my lap, um, that, this this job right here actually started the same exact day that I confessed everything to Jamie. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, her her recruiter at her job was talking to her and Jamie. Like you know, I I think Jamie talked to her about putting it in her mind about wanting to work from home, didn't you? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think out of nowhere, I think the way she explained it to me is like you. She asked you like, "Hey, does Kyle need a job?" Yeah. And. Here we are. I mean, it took a while, and but you know, like I, like I said, I start Monday, and man, and with this job, we are gonna be financially stable for the Otherwise. first time ever that we've been together. We've been together for almost what over three years now. Almost three. Almost three years, and this is this will be the first time that I don't have to worry about bills every month. Like I mean, just last month we had just about every bill behind at least one payment, and yeah. it's like I mean, God always provides. Thank you, Lord. Um, but finally, but God get, is you're getting paid. Yeah, you're gonna make pay. God, you know, God has put money. us there, and it's like what what I came down to with wanting to do financial peace was I need to be a good steward of the gift that He's given me. I agree with that. And same. you know, it's like God can give me all the money in the world, but it doesn't mean I can go spend it on whatever I want because at the end of the day, it's not my money. It's and see, so here's where controversies start to come in, right? Mm-hmm. So I agree with your statement right now. 100% of it belongs to him. A tithe yeah. is almost insulting. Like, 
he he gets it all. If he tells yeah. me to do something crazy, I'm gonna do something yeah. crazy. And I, I transfer it to my health. Any kind of resource that I have is his, right? Yeah, for sure. But I haven't always been that way. And at, there, before I tithe, I was anxious and afraid to release my me money. Too. Like it scared the crap me out of me. Like if I give this to you right now, how am I supposed to deal with the things I've got coming up? And mm-hmm. that's a irrelevant to if I have too much, you know, or not, if I'm living outside the lifestyle I should be living or not, it's yeah. really relevant to the fact of that feeling that you can't afford to give or, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, for sure. So, um, the, one of the things about, um, Dave Ramsey that this is for me personally. Okay. Mm. And I'll, I'll share it with you guys and then we'll just talk about it is I saw him on stage at first Baptist church of Woodstock. And he told a story about a waffle house waitress that he tipped like a hundred bucks and said that because he tipped, she saw the glory of God. And it has always, it always rocked me. And like, it was seemed not correct, like a weird thing to say. Um, and I just wondered, like, when I heard that, then obviously our small groups were all discussing this. And some of the people in the small group just raves about Dave Ramsey. He's awesome. And, you know, agreed, whatever. I think he's very smart and he's been through a lot. Like he is, he has been yeah. bankrupt and, and come back. Yeah. I do believe he's Christian. I believe his wife is a Christian woman. And I believe some of the things he says about married couples who struggle with this is very biblical and, and, and down-to-earth type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there had some school of thought that it teaches you to almost obsess about your finance. Yeah. And I wonder, like, you know, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about, you know, Jackie and Greg? Like, I think they're the ones teaching you. And we had we had um, a coach at, at First Baptist Woodstock who I had no idea what his finances were. He was just the coach that Dave Ramsey had hired and trusted, so I did too. Like, yeah. um, I also think the cost of the seminar is worth I think 100 bucks is worth it. And the fact that they run it, if you paid it once, they kind of let you take it again anytime you want. Mm-hmm. But I just want to hear, like, your thoughts on Dave Ramsey, Financial Peace University, that the, your coaches, um, I probably cut their names out, but your coaches, um, just your all your thoughts about all of this, like your expectations, your anxieties about this, like, mm-hmm. like uh, you've been to one or? One. Yeah, well, just one meeting so Okay, far. and yeah. yeah, so just, yeah, just like share with me a little bit. Yeah, so um, I know that like when we were first, um, like coming back to the Lord, uh, part of really a huge revelation for us was when we were not able to pay the bills mm. and there were two random people, like completely random people. I had reached out on Facebook about like getting clothes for the kids. Um, and these two random people were like, what do you need? And we were like, well, honestly, like we're just in a really bad position. And both of these ladies who did not know each other at all, they both gave us $700 each. And the so fourteen hundred total, not three fifty each to make seven hundred. Right, fourteen hundred dollars total, and the note, like the memo note on both of them, was gift from God, like it was the same from both of them, and we were like, wow, like that is like He really did provide for us, and then like around this time, like I had lost my job and it was just really rough, and so the next month we were short again, and I was like, there's no way He's there's no way God's gonna save my butt again. Like, no way he's going to save my butt again. And then randomly, we look in the mailbox, and there's a check in the mailbox for the exact amount that we needed. So as far as, like, you said that Dave Ramsey said that, like, 
It was him. yeah, a blessing from God. A yeah. Tip. yeah. So I do. I believe that that can be looked at as like. Let me ask you this: Do you have a relationship with the first two women still today? No. Not at all. That's in, what about the other the other check? Do you have a relationship with that? That person? was from insurance. Oh, okay. So it wasn't from like a person. No, no it wasn't from a person. Yeah. These were just random ladies off of a Facebook group. Yeah. And, and you never say, hey, this is how we're doing, or you never reach out to them again or nothing. I, to be honest, I'll be completely honest with you. I don't even, I don't remember their names. Yeah. That, that sounds terrible, but I, I, I really do. don't. Let, that, that's, you, see, you see where I'm going. So you understand where I'm going. Let, if we keep this simple, it was a blessing from God. Yeah. And yeah. who they are is not the, the big story. Mm-hmm. But if we get if we get into this and this is this is why right i've been on both ends i've been given and i've been a giver mm. giving is for me to give is challenging for me i have a hard time with it um if it does not sir, give me joy to do it i won't do it anymore like if i feel at any point that i'm going to hold it against the person that i'm giving like i just don't like i i yeah. just say i can't yeah. sometimes i've been able to afford to give and said no i can't to the person because i knew if i gave it to them then i this new judgment comes in and, and i don't want that right mm-hmm. i don't want to give and then have a curse on me mm-hmm. um and then receiving i always feel i owe you back even when you say i don't i have a family member who loaned me money and i paid her back and she still has it because she says, if I ever need it again, she'll just give it back to me. Because she gave it to me, and she didn't want me to pay her back. But I've always, I've always struggled with this. Like money has always been a thing for me that I've kind of had this like, okay. And I've been a big giver to people who basically did that afterwards. Like I just mean nothing to them, and that's hard. When I hear them say the same, if they told the same story, but it was my check that I gave them, or it was my Venmo, or it was my money, and I hear them go, God gave it to me, I sit back there going. It's not true, man. Like, I gave it to you, and I went without it. So I've struggled with all of these ebb and flows, right? Yeah. So when, and I've been a waiter. I waited tables for a long time. And yes, the I say the Lord provides. Um, you, the Bible scripture where Jesus takes the taxes out of the fish, you cast the line, you catch the fish, and the Lord pays your taxes. But we have to cast our lines, right? So, yeah, for sure. And when people bless me, and people did, people tip me, over tip me all the time. Mm-hmm. But I never walked out of there going, God over tip me. You know what I'm saying? And then if they came back in in a week or a month, I took care of them as if they went back to tipping me normal. But I took care of them every time is the way they tipped me that one time. So it's just, it's always been like a thing to me. Like, a, but I, you know, when you're on the receiving end, it is a miracle when it happens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter who gave it to you. Yeah. It doesn't matter. So... I, I totally understand that and get it. It just, it's, it's been, a, this is a difficult thing for me. I hope you can see that in my eyes right now. No, <laughs> like yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's like, this I is know like a- for me, I can relate with the whole giving thing um, just simply because, I mean, I, I grew up with absolutely no money whatsoever. I mean, we were broke as could be all the time. And we, we had moments in, in my childhood where we had a little bit of money here and there, but it was mainly, my parents were never really great with money. You know, it was one of the things they just that's that's one of the main reasons why I'm doing financial peace now is just I feel like there's a generational curse of poverty in my family. And it's, you know, it's one of the things that stops with me. Um, amen. I, I, I say that right now for everybody in this room. Amen. And if you're yeah. listening, I say it right now. Generational yeah. curses of poverty break right now in Jesus yes. name. Like this yeah. is over. This ends right here. Amen. Yeah, that's one of the things, man. It's like, you know, 
the authority that Jesus give a, gives us is also over our finances. And I, I came to realize that God didn't call me to live paycheck to paycheck. That doesn't mean that I'm going to be a millionaire. It doesn't mean I'm going to own all the fancy cars that I want and all this and that. It means I'm going to live comfortably. You know, I'm going to have everything I need. Um, and, if, you know, it, it may very well be that God, God only wants me to have 15 extra dollars every single month in my bank account. That doesn't, that, that's not important to me. What, what matters is that I'm not going to live paycheck to paycheck because I know God will give me the job I need and the means I need to provide for all of my bills, everything that I need. Um, and what that comes down to is being a good steward. You know, like I, Jamie and I struggled for a long time with smoking weed and we were like, well, why can't we pay our bills? It's like, then I look back at it and I'm like, well, of course I couldn't pay my bills. I was Dude, spending I'm $800 right a month cigarettes, on weed, you know? When I, was, when I smoked cigarettes, I had kids at home and I was married and I only made like $47,000 that year or whatever. And if you go look at the carton of cigarettes at the time, I think it was maybe 200 bucks at carton or I, I forget, but you know, it was costing me a fortune in yeah. a month. It was a huge, t- it was an electric yeah. bill. Easy, easy. Oh, for sure. And it's like, you know, like I said, we went through that time. It's like, well, how are we behind on bills all the time? It's like I look, and it's like I got a whole car payment and weed every month, man. It's like $800. So, of course, I was behind on bills. Like, <laughs> yeah, duh. Really. But, um, you know, now that we've quit that, you know, that, that number one has freed up a lot of our money, you know, going other than just going straight to that. Um, but to to go back, to talk about Dave Ramsey, um, you know, really what I'm, what I'm really, with Dave Ramsey, I'm really just looking at him to help me get out of debt. Um, I feel like he has a really good plan to get out of debt. You know, he has the, the, that snowball effect that he uses to take care of your debt. Um, and, you know, like baby step one, uh, we like, we just had the, our first class last Tuesday, last Tuesday, is that what it was? Mm-hmm. Yeah, last Tuesday. Um, you know, baby step one is to have a thousand dollar emergency fund. Um, you know, by the grace of God, we should be able to have that within a month or two. Um, so it's just them baby steps, you know, like I always looked at financial pieces like, okay, I have to get rid of all my debt Yeah. right here, right Over now. There. I have to make a hundred thousand dollars a year. <laughs> I have to, you know, I have yeah. all this stuff, but yeah. it's like, you know, it's, it's nice to know that, you know, somebody you can look at that from what I can tell, you know, loves the Lord. His family seems like a Christian family, you know, like you were saying, his they wife. They are, they are Christian. It, it's, yeah, 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 definitely, you know, they, and that shows. Um, to see that they are where they are, and this is what they did, and I can follow the steps that they've already went through, um, you know, it, it's it seems like a good plan to me. Um, and just like, you know, Jamie and I do have quite a bit of debt. Um, yeah, I was going to ask between, you, because when I started, I didn't have like a lot of debt. I think yeah. I had like 7,000, I think is what it was or something like that. And I think the year I started, I, uh, was no, uh, I was married, but together we made 62,000. Okay. And our rent at the time was like nine fifty. We got every year we got earned income tax credit for the children. Like it was a pretty nice cushiony thing when we started. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, man. Like our, where we are starting right now, to be honest with you, like if I didn't get this job, we were in a rough point. I mean, you know, our, our do you, rent. Do you care if I do you have car loans? You guys have yeah, yeah. Loans? No, I'm definitely open to that. Um, right now, uh, because so we lived in Alabama, um, and I had absolutely zero credit history. Um, I was I was 20 when I met Jamie. 
Um, I lived in my parents until I was 19. And I actually, when I turned 20, I moved in with Jamie. Um, <laughs> so it's awesome. <laughs> uh, and that we, you know, we lived in Chattanooga, just went through a whole bunch of stuff. And anyway, we moved to Alabama. Um, and I had absolutely zero credit history. I bought everything with cash, you know, card. I didn't, I didn't have a credit card. I didn't have a car loan, no, nothing like that. No mortgages, right? All three of us. I still, I've never had. No, one. no mortgage. Yeah. Um, so being that Jamie had already had a car, um, which unfortunately, yeah, you can talk and about just, that. So both of you know, while we're talking about this, that I was a vagabond before I met Logan. Like I was legit homeless. So don't think I'm coming from any kind oh, of Oh no, no. Like I have no idea what's going on. I just want my kids to graduate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just really I feel that. To kind of see goals and like. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, you know, when I went and got a vehicle, you know, we just, we needed a bigger vehicle. We had, you know, two kids. And at the time we had another one on the way. Um, so we just needed a bigger vehicle. Um, so I was, it was a first time car loan for me. Um, so my, my interest rate is absolutely ridiculous right now. I think the last time I checked, it was like 32.4% APR, which is absolutely awful. Yeah. I guess um, you end up paying like maybe for $11,000. Yeah. So like I, they, they wanted, I got a Honda Odyssey and they wanted 17.5 for it when I walked in and I ended up talking them down to 14.5, but like after the APR, I'm going to end up spending like 20 grand on the thing or yeah, something yeah. ridiculous, you know? So it's, but you know, right now I'm paying $500 a month for that because I didn't had no credit history whatsoever. And that, that's rough. And like my insurance, in Georgia, though, it's nice to have it like, Oh yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, you can't do anything without a car in the state. Yeah. yeah. For real. In Ohio. God, I don't know if you remember. Oh yeah. Michigan. We, uh, you could do everything. I could ride around. bikes. I could take yeah. uh, even um, transportation, like uh, public transportation was easy to get to. You just you could ride a snowmobile. Down over. The road. Yeah. Like <laughs> life was not it. When I got to, you know, when I came to Georgia as an adult, I said, man, you have to have your own, automobile there's no yeah. way to function in this state but anyway that's you know for another time mm -hmm. yeah and it's like so on top of the car payment you know my my insurance is because i'm still under 25 um and have you had any car wrecks between when did uh, you get your license when you were 16 i got my license when i was 19 actually oh, okay so 19 um, to 22 23 23 so, so you had a license for four, four years. years you've paid car insurance for four years yep. and you've had how many claims uh so i've only actually had one claim on my insurance and it was actually in a work vehicle um which nothing crazy happened i i tapped a lady going less than two miles an hour at a stoplight and that was a whole fiasco but we're not going to go into that <laughs> yeah um people can i tell you something man and i've said this and people are like hey, you know don't say it but this is one place where i do it's like I got my uh, learners when I was 15. I started paying my own car insurance when I was 18. Mm -hmm. I'm 44 years old and I've had zero claims. I hate insurance. Can I just tell you guys? Like, I look at insurance and I'm like, this is the biggest Ponzi scheme. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, if something bad happened, and it, because of my daughter, my daughter's had one wreck since mm. she got her license. So mm. her insurance cost me a fortune. And it's like, you know, I'm like, <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> yeah, dude. Speaking I of also insurance. have workman's comp insurance. And yeah. so I, I've only had that for one year for two guys that work for me. Okay. And, um, I, you know, I was bitter, dude. It's expensive. And I've been bitter since, since the first bill I paid. I'm mm. like, man, this is messed up. One of my guys stepped on a razor blade <gasps> about 
oh. three weeks ago on a job site, bro. And it, he shoved three quarters of it into his foot. Oh my! And God. while he's run, you know, while we're taking him to the hospital, I was so grateful. Yeah, that I like, hate yeah. it until you need it, man. Yeah, I still hate insurance, yeah. though, just on the record. No insurance. But no, Dave no, Ramsey is going to teach you all about these, man. And and I think it's one of the most things about financial youth that, that was so cool mm. is he teaches you all about the insurances. Yes. And retirement and your investments and see i need stuff. to know that like you i do don't i don't know, know anything about that i was not taught that in school hey how is public look if you were homeschooled and no one taught you cool i understand right. but if yeah. you're in public education where they right. force us by law they're gonna yeah. force your three children to go by law oh, and you don't teach them anything about their future what do you you know what i i opened up at my first llc a year ago i okay. wish i had done it when i was 18. i wish when i came out of high school i opened an llc for whatever craft, I, I, I think I built model cars. I should have opened an LLC and took mm -hmm. those things to uh, uh, on Saturday to a, a flea market and tried to sell them for $5 a piece and yeah. had an LLC. I yeah. wish I had done it a long time ago, man. Yeah. And they don't teach you anything about that. No. no. You graduate not knowing anything about escort or taxes or credit. It, it's so messed up, man. No, nothing about credit. No, nothing about interest rates. Like literally my car payment, I had an $895 a month car payment. I did not know what Wait. I was doing. That car ended up getting repoed, so now okay. I have a twenty-five thousand dollar thing on my credit. Okay, it's so that's like, your. So do you, are you gonna try and go after that, or are you yeah. gonna let it? Because you know, after like seven years, right? It just kind of. How well, long has it been? It's been like a year. Oh, so you've got a whole future. Yeah, you're gonna have to pay it. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. have to pay it. But they they probably won't make you pay the whole twenty-five. There's there's. That's what my Dave Ramsey's gonna teach you. He's gonna yeah. show you. Yeah, but this so it's it, so it's cool and and what I appreciated and it helped me and and I've learned from it and but I have a real carefree idea about money. Okay, mm -hmm. if I don't have any, I'll just change my lifestyle. That's kind of how I look at it. But yeah, the steps I took to save a thousand dollars at the time, he's gonna teach you to keep doing it. Mm -hmm. So if if you're on the budget of two hundred dollars a week for five weeks and that gets you to your thousand keep saving the 200 a week yeah um i think you're going to apply it towards your snowball but it he's going to ask you to really fight towards that 25k and whatever else you're trying mm -hmm. to pay off yep that time that season of my marriage was hard guys we we did not get along my kids were unhappy you don't you know my kids are a little older than yours are at the time but you can't do anything yeah and i had yeah. to work two jobs it, and she worked one job just to just to get to the debt thing so it's it is it's like dieting have you guys ever dieted together uh not together um but i did when i was shoot when i was 18 um i was actually getting ready to go to boot camp for the navy um and i was over 300 pounds at the time and i dieted and worked out ended up losing 100 and 102 pounds in 13 months so yeah i definitely went through the whole diet thing that's nice it's rough nice it, well, it's rough to do, right? Yeah. From, you know, just from my point of view, too, to eat right. Um, you know, like I told you, I had creatine because we went, we went roller skating tonight, and my legs are on fire. Dude, everything hurts. But, yeah, like I'm just to, the, to keep up with supplements, to keep up with uh, eating at the right times, to keep up with all the, the stuff by yourself is hard. When you're doing it as a couple, it's harder. Like, you know, Jordan and I both started working on something like that together, 
Like yeah. quitting, quitting yeah. vaping. Yeah, like yeah, get yeah. the microphone, get the talk, yeah. Like talk. when when we were trying to quit vaping, we tried doing that together, and it was not <laughs> good. Like that was terrible. And you, dude, when you remove nicotine or caffeine from your life, you get mad. Yeah, I was. It's, yeah. it's something that really. No, happens. I was grieving. Literally, she it was, was so crying. dramatic. Yeah, I was crying. Down. I wanted to literally like, like plan a funeral for this wow. vape. I was like, vape. wait. Dude, I was just talking about this, like the whole, like I was talking to somebody, I think I, in another setting or something, but I said, you know what, when you give something up, even the porn, like we were talking about porn, mm. when you give something up, you mourn it, dude. I'm yeah. sorry, yeah. but you need like, it's like, is this forever? Like, that's really what <laughs> I like. My is best this friend. forever? Like, Every time I had a hard night at work, there yeah. you were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, that was, I thought I could do it, man. Like my parents grew up smoking cigarettes um you know two packs a day sort of thing and they got off the cigarettes and they got onto the vaping um and yes to go back where you're saying like quitting nicotine it does make you angry man makes you mad um you know my parents tried chantix that old that old uh quit smoking pill i don't even think it's available anymore i'm pretty sure it's discontinued (laughs) but Oh my goodness! My parents would that get thing so makes you mad, suicidal. Man. I think. I think chances oh, means yeah. you have like oh, deep depression. Yeah, like. yeah. It's it messes you up, dude. It's not good. <laughs> uh, but there, so when I kicked cocaine, man, I had nightmares. They were, I mean, they were terrible nightmares. But <gasps> I did too, dude. They were terrible. And look, I never like realized that was why. That is, it, it was terrible. tormenting. Yes. Tormenting nightmares. That's crazy. So. I was dating, right? Mm-hmm. And and we were maybe six months in and we back then, dude, I was completely a heathen, okay? And yeah. I was addicted to cocaine when I met her, and I think she was when she met me, but I, I'm not hundred percent sure. She blamed me that I and I accepted that because I uh, always had cocaine. So yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> Yep, that's me, it was my fault. <laughs> but we so we started dating, we were about two weeks into the relationship and then we, we moved in together. That's yeah how I lived at the time. So we're um, living together. We're like six, seven months been living together, but it's hard. Life is hard doing cocaine until four in the morning and then getting up at 9am to go to work. (laughs) Yeah. Keep your nose from bleeding while you're at work. I I look like crap. I mean, I I saw photos of me, but I thought I was fine. I'm telling you in the moment, I was like, Oh, I've got this thing. But I saw photos and I was like, Whoa, man. Like I was dying. I was like the walking dead. Really? But, um, uh, during the time we decided we're going to quit. And I'm telling you, not only did I lie and say that I wasn't using while I was, she did too. So oh, yeah. Of, you know, we both were running this whole, oh, yeah, I, you know, I'm not. But then we'd go cough on our own and oh, use on our own and mm. lay next to, <laughs> you, I guarantee you've never done this, but lay next to somebody at 1030 at night, high as a kite, it cannot go to sleep, but you pretend to be fine so they don't know that you're... <laughs> Like he's laying there till three in the morning, just bored out of your mind. I actually have done that, and like I have actually like like had my friend like sleeping next to me and like rolled over and like done it like in bed. Like I, that's how bad off I was. Like it was so. Try terrible. not to go. So you got you got stuff just coming down your lip because you don't want to make that noise because they'll know. So bad, so terrible. Oh so my yeah, gosh. That, that relationship didn't work out. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> and not to mention how expensive my insurance is now, because back then, not oh only was goodness, I on cocaine, dude. but I was also on Xanax. Yeah, I love and them. I love Xanax. I, they, and I would mix them. Like, I don't know. It's They, they told thank me you I was Jesus. supposed to die. They told me that the way I was yeah. living was supposed to make my heart stop. But yes. I, 
Like it's all Drug glory to will God. Just completely defy medical science. Yeah, just it's do. all glory to God because I was doing cocaine and Xanax and drinking like all at the same time. Like it was so terrible. But I wrecked my car four times in oh the last year, and and wrecked a rental car Within that I got because I. I think it's it. really bad when you wreck a rental car. I think oh, yeah. I think it's like really bad. It's really my insurance. Like I got it. I quoted it. <laughs> Is literally like seven hundred dollars a month. No, you don't understand. Hold on, <laughs> it's. So bad. I am twenty three years old, and now yes, I have I have a I have a mostly clean record. I have one thing on there. My insurance for my for a full coverage on my my van in my truck is three hundred dollars a month. I have right, liability right, on my truck. Right. Three hundred dollars a month. I put her on there, who is over twenty five years old, has two children, was in a marriage before. It was seven hundred and ninety-five dollars a month. Seven hundred out. Needless to say, she does not drive the vehicle. She's not on the insurance. I am basically a chauffeur at this point, but I'm not paying seven hundred ninety-five dollars a month for insurance. That's ridiculous. That's wild. That's oh great. my goodness. Yeah. So I I, I want to say because we we're we're pushing that forty-five minute mark, and I, I want to part to this. Yeah. Because yeah. It, and you've only done you know you're only in the first class right mm-hmm. so I want to part to this because yeah. I think I think people do want to know and um, I don't think that Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University is worshiping money but I have heard that and I want to talk about it yeah. I don't think that um, that it's a bad program but there has been things he said that have took me off but that. You know, that happens to me with a lot of things. Like, yeah. I go like, oh, wait, what? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I just want to talk about it and see how it goes with you guys because it's a huge blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I think you guys, obviously, I, I believe you guys are going to get through this. I believe the generational curse of poverty is broken in all of us Come right on. now. Jesus in Jesus' name. name. Yeah. And, um, and I believe you guys both, you know, if you walk with the Lord day in and day out on this, you guys will be fine. It, oh, yeah. it is hard. It's not going to be easy, but... Yeah, that's and that's what just to like wrap this up. I think that us as humans, we avoid the unknown because it's scary. And I think that before we started taking this class, we really avoided everything to do with finances. We avoided the budget, like because we just number one, didn't really know how to do that. And it's scary because we don't really have the income. So even after just this first class, it's like really sitting down and creating a budget and just like facing it it takes the power of that fear it does just like everything else we do jamie if you're honest about this you you will make it and he i think this program if you don't have any debt i gotta say if you don't have a debt and you don't have children you don't have a cost of living you can make 800 a month and on his program you can you can become very you know maybe not filthy rich but you can retire well yeah so i i I, it's just you're gonna probably have to step it up in some areas and oh yeah and, and pay attention in other areas, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and live differently than other people. Yeah. Honestly, like right now going through um, the fasting and stuff like that, sometimes I have to say no. I can't eat cake. I can't, I don't, I can't eat pizza with you. I'm sorry. It's just no. And you guys are going to have to do that too. You're just yeah. going to have to go, yeah, yeah. no. The answer yeah. is no. It's just until. Um, I, I remember this, and I always love this. He said, live like no one else today mm-hmm. so you can live like no one else later. Yes. Yeah. And that was in our first truth. class. Yeah. Uh, and just a quick to quick touch on um, what you were saying, how like some people look at it as like worshiping money. 
Um, I feel like a lot of that is just in your mindset with it. You know, it's like, you know, he, and yeah, some of the things he says, maybe, maybe he does, but that's not my place to say, you know, maybe, I, I don't know. Um, oh but for me personally, I know I'm not going to look at it that way. You know, for, I'm just, I'm just using this as tools so that I can be a better steward of what God has graced me with. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it's just all about the mindset that you go into with, you know, if you, if you go with the mindset of like, okay, I want to be rich. I want to have all the money I can. I want to buy this, 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 and that. Then yeah, of course you're going to have a skewed look. I can't look lie and to you guys. I want that. I, I do want that. <laughs> I want to be filthy rich, bro. <laughs> I want my tithe to change the church. <laughs> you know, I tell you what, though, if if God if God is gonna good enough, not good enough, He is always good enough. So good. If God really wants to if grace me with wants, that, yeah. then yeah, you know, of course. I'm, and I'm yeah. kidding, you know, I'm kidding. But no, I'm yeah, kidding. but you know what I'm saying though. Like, of course, yeah. I mean, sure, God, I'll take a million dollars. Give me a million dollars, I will give a hundred thousand to Pastor Ryan and build a, whatever he wants to build with it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but you know, it, it's just one of the things. It's you know, you just got to be careful with your mindset on it because that's I feel like something I've learned in life recently is like, that is the number one thing is you have to have your mindset in the right place. And for me, that mindset is on God. Yeah. Keep your mindset on God and you're not going to always be looking for the devil in the details. Let's plan, let's plan a part two to this. Yeah. Um, this way we're going to watch like a 15 minute Dave Ramsey presentation and we're gonna talk about it. Yeah. And then you guys start going through the class, and we'll talk about it as we grow. And, and, and are you guys game for that? Yeah. Yeah, for yeah, sure. I, I really do. I want to go through The Chosen with Trey. And if you guys would go through Financial Peace University with me, I would, I would just love it. And I think yeah, I would our, love that. I think it, our uh, 10 listeners would love it, too. I think it's, a, I think it's an interesting topic. I don't no, know. yeah. I, and, you know, man, if, if Jamie and I can do it, you know, obviously we're just beginning. Anybody can do it. We're just like uh, – I, I know to me, we're just the same as so many other families. Um, you know, I'm going to say like, on, if you guys can uh, not be intimate until marriage, anyone cannot be intimate until marriage. Really? Dude, yeah. You, you have no idea. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree um, with the Lord. Yeah. You probably should cool. cut that part yeah. out. Yeah, I'll cut that part out, but we'll do, we'll, but we'll do, um, you know, we'll do a part two to this, man. And it, it, yeah, it'll be fun. I'm excited. Yeah. I mean, this too. is going to be cool. And anything, I, I just want to invite both of you. Any topics, if you... It, Get woke up at 3.30 in the morning, write it down, and, 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 and drive up here. Maybe I can drive down there. All you need is the stuff you see here. Yeah. I can drive down there. And we That's cool, man. man. This will be a good way to, like, you know, kind of, like, save everything that God tells us, too, you know. And it's like if God gives one of us a word or, he, you know, he, sh- he reveals something to us, we can talk about it and we can pick it apart and really dive into it. And it'll be really, really cool to have, like, a record of all these things. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's, cool. it's really cool. Cool, man. Love you guys. Thank you. Love you too, man. Thank you for joining Antioch Speaks on that uh, wonderful adventure, and I hope you did enjoy it. Uh, Visit us again uh, wherever you get your favorite podcasts and antiochspeaks.com. Send us an email. Get involved. You can be interviewed. You can uh, write a blog. There's a number of different things. We need your help. Thank you so much. Don't matter, matter of fact, it can happen to you.